Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Bigfoot Eyewitness Radio. For centuries, eyewitnesses have reported seeing giant creatures in the woods of North America and beyond. These forest giants have been known by many names, including Sasquatch, Oma, Yowie, Yeti, and their most commonly used name, Bigfoot. Join us as eyewitnesses share the details of their encounters with these forest giants on the show. And now your host, Vic Cundiff. Hi everyone, thanks for listening. If you've had a Bigfoot encounter of your own and would like to be a guest on the show, please go to BigfootEyewitness.com and submit a report. I'd love to hear from you. My name is James and uh, I live in New Jersey, but I do a lot of outdoor activities in upstate New York. And um, I've been really outdoors. I've been out since I was five. And I'm 24, so that's 19 years of me being out in the woods. I love to go explore, whether it's on a trail or not on a trail or crossing a river, wherever it is. But uh, I like to do a lot of you know, fishing and stuff and scouting and see what's in the area. And I've seen bears, I've seen deer, I've seen pretty much everything. But uh, I, I love to go outdoors. I just love it. Peaceful, nice. I love to camp. I do a lot of camping. Since I was about seven years old, I've been camping. And uh, I've actually had a few instances when I was young, and uh, a quite recent one actually that I'm going to get to, but uh, since I was young, we used to camp at this place called Mongot Pond, and I would go exploring all these places, find all these different service roads and trails and stuff, and we had this little spot that we would go to and we would hang out, and sometimes we would uh, get like noises, like little clickings, you know, like little like, like they were communicating as quietly as possible. You know, we, I never actually heard them, but, you know, I've heard little weird things, you know, but I was young, so I didn't know what I was hearing. But everyone who was older, like my brothers and my cousins were saying they were hearing these clickings. And a couple of times I was convinced that they were hearing it because we had 
rocks, like literal rocks, like probably about the size of quarters coming at us, like trying to get our attention. Like, what are you doing here? Like, come on, this is our place. Like, get out of here. Like, trying to shoo us away, you know? And uh, we've had this quite a few times happen, actually, over the years. And uh, it was actually quite interesting. We never actually had any sightings up there or anything like that. But, uh, you know, I, I, I never actually really, you know, fought like maybe Bigfoot. You know, I thought like, oh, maybe somebody could be messing with us. Like, yeah, right. Like, there's no big apes, but there was still the possibility. You know, and then I started getting into these shows and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know what? This creature could be very real because I'm watching these shows, you know, of people just like me reporting their accounts, you know, and their encounters and seeing these things, hearing them, stuff like that. And I thought, you know, maybe it could just be, you know, and I started believing a little bit. There probably is something out there. It's the woods. How often do you see a bear? Ask yourself that question. If there's an ape out there, if there's whatever it is, Bigfoot, you want to call it, Sasquatch, I personally believe that it's a small population of Gigantopithecus that actually survived. You could think I'm crazy, but back to what I was going on, you know, then we were camping and stuff in Harriman and doing all that stuff and going all over, going into Catskills, you know. And every once in a while, I hear these weird noises still. And I really started thinking, okay, you know, there's got to be something out here. And I kind of made it a little mission to try to get out there every weekend and go camping at one point. And my buddy and I, we love this stuff. You know, he grew up in New York State. He's actually said he's had an encounter before. He's telling me this one time when he was young, when he was about nine. They used to have these woods in the back of the house that they used to live by. And him and his brother were going walking up the hill. And he says that this roar came out of nowhere, shook them both. And they both ran back faster than dogs to the house. Scared. Scared. Very, very scared. But, uh, you know, I met him probably about six years ago and we've been doing a lot of camping in the past couple of years and at one point we were actually going to the same spot in Harriman Harriman State Park in upstate New York there's this no-name shelter that you park along 106 I think it's 106 west by route 17 you walk up it's about a 15 minute walk but everything past that is just woods, valleys, cliffs, overhangs, caves. Uh, not too far away is actually Boston Mine, so they probably hide out in the mine, for all we know. But uh, it's a very suitable terrain for them. There's plenty of streams, so they have water. There's lakes, so there's water, water attracting the food that they need and then water also helping the food that grows that they also need such as berries and uh 
you know, I go search around and I find these things. I find little caves. I find nice little valleys. You know, I find a broken tree that looks suspicious. And, you know, I, I really get out there. I, I, sometimes I really go out about, you know, five hours sometimes more. So I'm out there. I've hiked probably about half of Harriman. It's a very suitable terrain. But uh, back back to what I was saying about the uh, about the uh, no-name shelter. So the no-name shelter, across the hill, we actually have this spot that we made. And w- one point, we were camping there every single weekend. We loved it there. It was a nice spot. We made this nice fireplace up against the rock, made a nice bench, everything that you could, you know, have to be comfortable while camping. But uh, we were going up there every weekend cooking food. We would pan cook it, too. So those scents really got up there, you know. And uh, most of the time, the wind was blowing southeast into the woods. And those particular woods, I know those woods. There's actually abandoned structures. There's overhangs. There's lots of valleys plenty of places for them to go but uh one particular night my friend and i are camping it's about 11 30 right and uh the way it is is that like it starts to go down so you know we're getting kind of tired and we're, we we want to look for a place like kind of up more on the hill to sling up our food because we wanted to go to sleep and we still had food left over. And my buddy goes and mentions, hey, you know, we should put the food up. I'm like, okay. So I look for my rope. I'm looking for my rope. Get my rope, find it. I'm like, okay. Now I got to find my flashlight. I find my flashlight. Well, he goes and grabs the food. Then he comes over to me, gives me the food. I'm like, okay, where do you want to put the food? And he's like, uh, let's just kind of walk straight somewhat along where it starts to really go off and find the perfect tree. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm like, okay, that sounds good to me because I don't really feel like walking up a hill right now to find a good tree. <laughs> so I start walking straight and I'm shining my light and where it starts to really drop off, there's this big 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 oak tree and i'm looking at all these different trees and for some reason i just get this feeling like eyes are on me all around me but for some reason in my head for some reason it's like my brain told me shine the light slightly to the right after i had found a perfect tree and said to my buddy hey how about this one here not in a bad area it's very good and he's like okay yeah and he shined his light which wasn't as bright but it was going different direction not towards what i saw but as soon as i shined my light up into that tree that was 
probably about 75 feet, eh, 50, eh, 60 to 75 feet down the hill from where I was, halfway up a tree. I just see this big creature about, I want to say, six foot, possibly more, with shoulders as wide as you can imagine. Probably, oh man, like if you took Arnold Schwarzenegger and put him up in that tree and made him six foot to six foot five, which he probably is in that range, and put dark, dark brown fur on him with a face that was almost like like a mix between orangutan and chimpanzee. If you did that to him, that's what I saw. Up in a tree, crouched, using one hand to grab the branch, its left hand, to be exact, and then its right hand to hold it against the tree with its arm. As soon as I shine my light up at that, I saw the piercing yellow eyes, saw the face, I saw it was built like a rock, built like a rock, like a bodybuilder's been working out for 45 years or something, strong, very fast, because as soon as I shine that light on it, it just went, it just went. I only saw it for maybe a couple of seconds, but I got a very good spot on it because I have an 1100 lumen flashlight, which is like a spotlight. And I'm only about 75 feet away from this thing, and he just goes gone. Took him seconds to go hundreds of feet through the trees from branch to branch. Now, a lot of people say, oh, did you really see a Bigfoot? Like, do you know what you really saw? I've told people. I've told my brother, he believes me. I've told both my brothers, he believes me. I've actually told the guy who comes by my work every once in a while, he says he's seen one too. And uh, for, for the most part, people believe me, but you get a couple of people going, oh, you you know, there could be, you know, a gorilla or blah, blah, blah. Like, no, I know what I saw. I saw Sasquatch, which in my opinion, is not Sasquatch. It's potentially what I said earlier, what I believe, Gigantopithecus. Small populations of surviving Gigantopithecuses that survived whatever age they came from. So what other explanation is there for that? Because these creatures range anywhere from 7 to 10 feet tall. That was the range for that creature. But that's just my opinion. And that's my experience. And uh, that's the only sighting that I have gotten in my lifetime. But after that, throughout the whole night, we heard clickings. And after it happened, my friend, he was astonished, by the way. He was like, what happened? And I was like, you didn't see that? And he was like, no, I had this blocking my way and I was like oh, oh, oh man I was like did you see anything and he was like I saw a leg and that was it 
but he we were both astonished as to what just happened and we continued to have little weird activity going on and i believe that it was actually a family because we heard multiple clicks coming from multiple different directions all over us throughout the night after i saw that when we were sitting in our tent for about two hours and uh you know it's perfect land there's plenty of deer there's squirrel there's uh, you know you name it there's food everywhere for them and i strongly believe that they are there in harriman state park in upstate new york at this particular spot if not all of harriman state park but uh you know a lot of people ask me are you sure and i'm like i've been out in the woods since i was 19. i am very sure <laughs> of what i saw there is no question you cannot change my mind you will not change my mind and you cannot and never will change my mind i saw bigfoot do you think your friend believed you when you told him about what you saw i do believe because that is actually the friend that i was talking about that had the encounter when he was young oh i see well i bet he did believe so, you then yeah yeah so he he had already believed those words when they came out of my mouth those three words i saw bigfoot yeah not many people can say those words and be telling the truth of course but sounds like you can what kind of effect did that sighting have on your interest in heading into the woods oh man you don't even know i want to go back i want to prove it i want to you know make sure you know that i can just get it out there well, it sounds like you might have had some experiences before the time when you had your sighting, but after having that sighting, it sounds like you really caught the bug. Oh, yeah. You know, I was into the talk shows and stuff like that that I would listen to every once in a while, and, you know, it just grew on me. And I've spent a lot of time in the woods, and I figured, you know, if they estimate, say, there's 4,000 Bigfoots living in North America, and then you have 30,000 bears. How often do you see a bear? Like, really, like it, it kind of adds up that not that many people would encounter such a creature like this because there's such little population that is spread out throughout North America. Oh, sure. Yeah, well, you know, most of the people who try to shoot down the possibility that Sasquatch is a reality are people who have never spent any time in the woods, so. James, I want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing those experiences with us. I really do appreciate it. Well, I appreciate it, Vic. I've been really needing to, you know, get this out, you know, get it off my chest. Like, I've only told an inside circle of people that I know, and, you know, I just wanted to get it out there. Let everybody know, like, hey, this creature's out here. It's alive. It's physically there. You just don't see it. Oh yeah, yeah, they're definitely out there. James, thanks again so much. Have a great night. That's it for another episode of Bigfoot Eyewitness Radio with Vic Cundiff. 
If you've had a Sasquatch encounter and would like to be a guest on the show, please go to BigfootEyewitness.com and submit a report. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Have a great night.